Greetings, church and friends of the church. This is the scripture lesson and sermon from the April 3rd, 2022 worship gathering of the Valley Forge Presbyterian Church community. It's uh, from the first letter of Peter, the first five verses of the fifth chapter. So the author writes, Now as an elder myself and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory to be revealed, I exhort the elders among you to tend to the flock of God that is in your charge, exercising the oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you do it, not for sordid gain, but eagerly. Do not lord it over those in your charge, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will win the crown of glory that never fades away. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you must clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So in this episode, we're continuing a series of reflections on this first letter of Peter. Uh, written originally to encourage Christians who are living in places that were not operating by Christian ethics or norms or expectations, social structures. In this episode, we consider the invitation of the author into a relational posture toward others that is humble and is caring and is exemplary. So the author talks about Christians in this in this part of the letter at two different places in their journey of Christian faith. Now, first, the author talks about being an elder and about other Christians who have accepted the calling and the identity of this role of elder. So the word elder in Greek is an, it's an important one to, to me and to the church I serve and to the denomination I serve. It's the word presbyteros from which we get the word Presbyterian. So a presbyteros, an elder, is not a person of a certain advanced physical age. Anyone older than some number of years that we designate as the beginning of being elderly physically. Rather, a presbyteros, an elder, is someone who's grown enough spiritually to accept the calling to lead others in the way of Jesus. Someone who's able to preside over the life of the church with wisdom. Someone who has a closeness in heart and mind to the heart and mind of Jesus, such that she or he is able to join in this work of discerning what Jesus would have us as the church to be and to do. So in our denomination, our congregation, we have this particular title of elder. It's a title of function, not a title of age or status. And with that title comes a set of responsibilities. Now, right now in our particular congregation, there are nine particular members that serve with this title of elder, seeking to fulfill the function and responsibilities that come along with it. Does this mean that these nine persons are the only elders in our community. 
as the author talks about elders. Well, by a, by a limited definition based on our in, institutional order and authority, yes, they carry this title of elders, but, the, but again, this isn't what the author of this letter was talking about. That's, that's too narrow a consideration of being a presbyteros. Consider again the descriptors of an elder, a presbyteros, the ability to lead others in the way of Jesus, to discern his will and way in our context, offering wisdom to the church. This could be someone of any age, any gender, any race or color, any orientation, who's matured in their Christianity, who has a closeness of heart and mind to the heart and mind of Jesus. Now, Lynn Kopaki, the, the director of uh, discipleship and Christian education in our community and I have spent some time recently with five confirmation students, high school students. And we can tell you that as they responded to these reflection questions of how they understand God, how they understand Christ, as they talked then about why it might be that the actions and attitudes of the church are often not displaying a closeness of heart and mind to that of Jesus. Um, why the actions and attitudes of the church are, are sometimes very different from the faithful and constant guidance and benevolence of the God whom we worship, from the loving and forgiving and accepting compassion of Jesus whom we follow. We had to acknowledge that they may not be our seniors physically, but they could be our elders. If we're willing to hear the wisdom, the guidance that they offer regarding the way of Jesus in our midst and our community. The author also then talks about the younger ones as being those in a different part of their Christian journey than the elders. And the word for younger ones in Greek is the word neos, which would more literally be translated as new rather than young, as it's a word used to describe something that's recently discovered or on the scene, something that hasn't yet grown or developed fully. And so similar to elder, this word is not specifically about physical age. The younger ones to which this letter refers are not any and all persons younger than some number we designate as the end of youth and the beginning of the adult or the elder years. Rather, if an elder is someone of any age who's developed a mature Christian understanding, then a neos, a younger one, is someone of any age who has a Christian understanding that's incomplete, that's not yet fully formed or developed. Now, this can often be a function of time or tenure spent considering the ways of Christianity, but not always. Sometimes we can lose sight of the center of our Christian faith and hope and love. While someone brand new or of a much shorter tenure in the life of a particular congregation can be much closer to that center of trusting faith, abiding hope, unconditional love for God and neighbor. Maybe we can think of times when we ourselves have been more like a, a presbyteros and other times when we've been more like 
a neos. One of the clues we get in this invitation is that if we're seeking to guide and shepherd and care for others, if the focus of our Christianity is outward, then we are demonstrating the ability to live as a presbyteros. And if we are seeking to be guided and shepherded and cared for, if the focus of our Christianity is inward to the self, we're more in the neos phase. So no matter our age or tenure, we're all invited to consider what the author shares with the presbyteroi and the neoi of the first church of Jesus. The first elders are to tend to, other translations say to shepherd, the flock of God's people who are or could be in our care. Tending to and shepherding means guiding and seeking the well-being of the flock. We're to exercise oversight, which is a Greek word that doesn't mean controlling or dictating or micromanaging as if there were a hierarchy and our goal was to get them to serve our will as being higher up than them. Rather, it means to look at others with genuine and caring interest, seeking to care for them and for us to serve them and their well-being. We are to shepherd and exercise this caring oversight willingly, freely, choosing to do it in love and goodwill rather than under compulsion or obligation. We're to guide and care for others, not for our own gain, not because of what we get out of it, either individually getting some sense of desired power, authority, acclaim, whatever, having people beholden to us, or corporately as church communities seeking to guide and lead people for a collective gain as an institution, as they give money or do work for us. We're to guide and care for others because we're eager to do what is good and to do what advances God's agenda of community and well-being because we're joyful and cheerful about serving something other than our own selves and agendas. Mature and developed Christians seek to guide and ensure the well-being of others, not just our friends or family, not just whoever else we want to care for, but the whole flock. Everyone in the tribe, the village, the community, no matter who they are, the flock given unto us by God to tend is, is not just each other in a particular congregation or social circle, but everyone in our town. Shepherding and caring for others is not just the job of pastors or those really churchy people, but is a work in ministry that belongs to all of us who commit ourselves to the way of Jesus. The people we encounter in our homes, our workplaces, our schools, our neighborhoods, our community, our members of God's flock, and some of them are in your charge. Pastors can't go with all others to work or school or wherever to kind of tag in on the shepherding and caring. That is yours to do as you are a presbyteros. 
and not a neos. So how would your days change if you were intentionally seeking to shepherd, guide, and care for those around you all day? Well, the author then cautions us. When we grow into and accept this identity as presbyteros, when we realize that God is wanting and able to work through us in order to shepherd and care for others, that we are not to act as though we are exercising the lordship over those in our charge. So again, tending does not mean controlling or dictating. We're not to think that we have all the answers and that our goal is to just impose our way of understanding or our way of gathering, our way of worshiping our way of living on all others. We are shepherds, not lords. We're caregivers, not judges or police. In our relationships with those we seek to serve and having God's good and loving will of peace and justice work through us for their sake, we must be careful not to allow the imposition of our will and desires upon them. Rather than trying to force others to fit into our way as though that were our goal, to assimilate others to our way, either the Valley Forge way, whatever, whatever community of Christianity you're a part of. Rather than that, we're to focus on embodying the way of Christ and offering an example for all others to follow so that they might know that the point of Christianity is not, is not just to adopt the same practices and forms and beliefs and habits as us, but is finding their own unique way to live with Christ-like, loving, open hearts toward others, seeking for their lives to participate in God's work in the world. The author then encourages the younger ones, those whose Christianity is not yet fully formed to the point that their focus is being drawn outward, that they are to accept the authority of the elders to accept the invitations, the guidance, the teachings, the gentle challenges and corrections. And the implication, which we all know, because we're all human with the same self-defense mechanisms within us, is that we must not let pride and ego prevent us from hearing and accepting the opportunity to change, to be reformed, and to grow. We all know others who invite us to move the focus of our Christianity even further away from the self, and its desires and preferences and outward toward others and Christian love deeds. And so the bottom line here is the invitation the author makes to all of us, whether we at this particular time for various and complex reasons are functioning as a naos Christian with a focus on the self or a presbyteros Christian with a focus on our calling to guide and care for others. No matter what part of our journey we're on, we are all to clothe ourselves with humility. We are never to think that we have it all figured out, either seeking to guide and shape others in accordance with our ways because we're convinced that we have it all figured out or refusing to hear and accept the invitation to adapt or to change or to be reformed by the guidance and care of others because we're convinced we have it all figured out. Rather, we're never to think that highly of ourselves, knowing that the chief shepherd, Jesus, whom we call Lord, will always have more invitations for all of us to grow and to change and to be reformed because none of us is perfected. None of us is complete in our Christianity. And knowing that God's eternal movement to change and grow and reform all people 
in all things until all is restored to a place of peace will always work against our stubborn and self-focused pride to keep ourselves and the world around us from changing, from growing, from being remade into people in a world that is better and more peaceful. And so let us all seek the grace of humility that we might help one another to grow always by the guidance and care of the chief shepherd to turn our focus away from our own selves and toward guiding and caring for the flocks that God seeks to place in our charge. Every day, every moment, every opportunity. Take care, be well, and peace to all.